Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another absolute stud lacrosse player, my best friend, and all-around happy light of a human in this world. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got another really special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. You guys, this episode is a truly special one. And not just because we get some interesting interruptions from my new little four-month-old puppy, Oakley. And I know I say that each episode is special, almost every episode. But this one, I got to sit down with my younger and only sister, Taryn. And that makes it tenfold. We dug deep talked about some of her personal struggles that have made her who she is as a person, but also talked about the positivity and courage she shows in facing those challenges in order to come out on top, leading the bright life that she does day in and day out. Taryn is not only the best sister and friend that I could ask for, but she's a hell of a lacrosse player too. She's my favorite to watch. I mean, I am biased, but in my opinion, she has always had more talent than I have as a player, and I cannot wait to watch her shine in 2021. We also had the once-in-a-lifetime chance to play together all growing up and even for two years together in college, chasing rings at Stony Brook. We talk all about those memories and moments that we'll forever cherish together. I will forever be her number one fan, and she'll forever be my role model. Sister, sister, I sincerely hope you all enjoy this one. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Dream On. Um, super excited about this one. I know I say that every week, but... Um, this one's real, really special. Uh, it's, it's my actual blood and relative and best friend. Um, my only sibling, my sister, um, my little sister, Taryn O'Miller. So I am really excited to have her here. She's not only just the most genuine, kind, loving, funny human out there. Um, but you know, again, like I said, she is my best friend, my rock that I lean on for all advice. Um, something that I've said a lot in my social media posts is that she's my role, my biggest role model, even though she's younger than me. Um, and to top it all off, she is an absolute freaking stud on the lacrosse field. Um, so just going to put this out there. If anybody is listening and they want to know who's the better sister, I'm always going to say Taryn. I think she's way better than me. Um, but that's my intro of my little sister, Taryn. Um, and Taryn, thank you so much for being here. Can't wait to chat. So excited to be here. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. What's up, Kaylee? Yeah, <laughs> love it. Okay, we got Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse in the house on the live right now. For those of you listening afterwards, I love to see it. Okay, so off to a good start. Always like to start like this, T. Um, three things here. Something you are thankful for today. What would that be? Hmm. I would have to say I'm thankful for you. Oh, don't make me cry. Come on. We've been spending a lot more time together lately, and I'm thankful to be spending time with family during all this crazy time. So I'm thankful for you and for the rest of our family. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm crying. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I love it. And I am you know, going to go right into one that's actually really funny because you said we've been spending a lot of time together and I saw you about 
five hours ago and you were struggling to think of one for this one, but something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today, what would that be? Uh, so I have been thinking about this one. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud to say that I um, got in touch with some of my old Yellow Jackets teammates today. So I talked to like Katie Hogue, Kara Trombetta, just wish them luck with their seasons and, you know, hope this was the last one for them too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know, you just name dropped some ridiculous uh, talent right there. That's pretty cool to say that those are your, your former teammates and good friends. Um, so, and I'm sure that they say the same about you. Um, so for those of you young lacrosse stars listening, yes, Taryn is friends with some of the best in the game. And that's a pretty cool thing <laughs> to be able to do. That's what's so special about the lacrosse community, in my opinion. All right, Ta, last but not least, something that you're pumped to go out and chase could be the rest of tonight, tomorrow, this upcoming week, this upcoming year. What is that for you? I mean, the obvious answer is I'm looking to chase the national championship. Um, but I think to make that even more special, just having this extra year, I think just like being able to chase, like enjoying it, um, not taking it for granted and just like taking in every second because I had that second opportunity. And I think that that's extra special and something I like to be positive about every day. 21 is gonna do 20 special things in 2021. That's for sure. Um, I'm excited for you and I'm super grateful that you have the opportunity to be, be able to finish what you started. Um, so fingers crossed for a safe and, and happy and awesome season. Also, I'm turning into mom because I keep saying safe and happy and healthy in like the same sentence and, and sanitized. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> So for those of you listening, our mom sends us the same, hi mom, I know you're listening to this too, same text message every morning, good morning, I hope you have a safe, healthy, happy, sanitized day, I love you so much, like all that stuff, blah, 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 and then she gets into whatever we need to know about the day, but it's always the same each and every day, and it's just so, so special, and Taryn and I just laugh about it, but we love our mom very much, and now I'm, now I'm adopting the saying, so thank you mom for that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thanks mom. <laughs> Hi mom. Um, so I was, you know, just super excited to get into this, but I forgot to give you a little intro and just hype you up here. But, um, you know, a little intro for those of you listening, my little sister Taryn is, you know, she played basketball, volleyball, and lacrosse in high school from what seventh grade on pretty much varsity. Um, she is currently a member of the Stony Brook women's lacrosse team. She's a fifth year senior um, this year for 2021. Um, she rocks number 21. If you've ever watched a Stony Brook women's lacrosse game, she's a three-time All-American so far. Um, and she is in the top in points in Stony Brook women's lacrosse history. She's a, an absolute stud. So, um, you know, other than again, just being who you are as a person, like, she can absolutely crush it on the field. So I'm excited to ask you some more about what goes on in your head out there on the field. Cause I think that's what makes us so special too, is like, we got to play together all growing up, but we were like two totally different humans, even though we mesh so well. So I'm excited about that. So who is Taryn? Background of growing up, you know, like us playing together. We played everything together, did everything together. Talk a little bit about you, um, growing up and you know what you like to do as a kid that brought you to who you are today as a person 
Um, obviously, you're a big part of my growing up, and <laughs> we played a lot of sports. Um, I think we started with what soccer. I did not like soccer at all. I really didn't like it. Um, and then we got into swimming. Swimming was really fun. Um, so we were always just in like that sports, athletic, competitive nature. Um, we had we have one girl cousin and the rest are boy cousins. So they always had us running around doing something. Um, so yeah, so once we got into, I kind of just followed whatever you were doing in high school, <laughs> tried out volleyball. Volleyball was really fun. Basketball, I always really enjoyed. Um, I started doing that in middle school and yeah. So I definitely like playing sports. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and I would say, you know, what was cool about uh, playing basketball and volleyball together was um, like you were a setter in volleyball and I was a passer, a libero. So we got to play different positions. So we got to play out there together on the field, um, on the court, I should say. And <laughs> um, same thing with basketball, right? Like you were a shooter. I most definitely was not. Um, if you put a basketball in my hands right now, I would miss by probably 10 feet. And she's nodding her head right now because she she's laughing at me. Every time I got to the free throw line, my parents would be laughing at me from the stands because they'd be like, wow, this is not going to be pretty for us. But anyway, Taryn was like a thousand plus point scorer. And that is not an exaggeration. I remember she got her, she hit her thousand point mark for her basketball career at Islip when they played, what, what game was it? Counties? Yeah, it was one of the championship games one of the long island championship games of some sort she played it at uh stony brook when she was in high school she played it at the stony brook court um so i was in college at stony brook so i got to go watch her and she hit a thousand points um so she was definitely a shooter and she didn't just play these sports she absolutely dominated them um for five years so um what would you say ta as like an athlete a full athlete like you were three sport athlete in high school what did you say that you took from playing volleyball and basketball onto the lacrosse field or even just like in general as an athlete what kind of like lessons and things that you learned from there did you take to you as a lacrosse player um yeah I mean obviously playing all different types of sports definitely helped me I feel like um just kind of getting used to different coaching styles different ways to move my feet different like it was just kind of the IQ thing that kind that came to me the best um so once, like, I played basketball, a lot of people say basketball is pretty similar to lacrosse and the whole defensive aspect of it. So that really helped me, um, even though I don't really play defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole, it helped me kind of not only like take my mind off lacrosse when it was other seasons, but it was just kind of fun and something that I didn't really have to worry about all the time. Um, that was extra special I think because like you don't really get that time off when it's just playing one sport so I think bring that you know and all the different mentalities into one thing now um definitely has helped me so important to say right like I know you and I we both say it to a lot of younger players when we go work camps and clinics and things like that because you come with me to a lot of my KO17 lacrosse events and a lot of these young girls on Long Island are not only Stony Brook fans but they're Taryn Miller fans so, you know, when you get to talk to them and they're like, oh, like, did you play other sports growing up? And you get to tell them these things. I think it's so important for anybody listening who wants to know, like, should I be playing other sports and not just specializing at such a young age? And 
um, you're saying yes, you know, and, and it's so important to be able to get that rest time, be able to take that mental, physical break from that one sport that you do love. Um, that gives you that, like when you get back to spring season, like I remember and at Islip, right. We would get back to spring season. We'd be so pumped for the first practice. So pumped for tryouts because it had been so long since we played lacrosse, we'd just played volleyball and basketball. Um, and like, talk about that too. This kind of ropes into our next point. Um, just a little bit about us growing up together and just like developing that love for the game. Like we were able to, after a volleyball practice or after a basketball game on a Saturday, like we were always out on some random field shooting or in the backyard or, you know, so many people in the lacrosse world use that term, like get in the backyard or get on the wall or things like that. But we were literally always doing it, but never because it was forced upon us just more so because, Hey, we're bored. Like let's, let's go have a pass. Let's go shoot. What do you want to do? Oh, let's, let's go grab our sticks and like make a vine when vine was a thing. Now it's TikTok. We used to make lacrosse vines all the time. Do you remember those? <laughs> like, talk about how, like, you think that part of you growing up as a lacrosse player, like helped you now and helped you like still stay in love with the game. Yeah. I mean, um, you said it best, just kind of playing volleyball and playing basketball. It kind of let us have a break. I mean, we would still play lacrosse whenever, wherever we needed to, it, but it would make it more fun, I think. Um, and like, we wanted to do it. So like you said, like we would go play a volleyball game, be done by six o'clock. And if it was still light out, we would go play wall ball, like just because we wanted to <laughs> stuff like that. Like it was never forced upon us. Um, and I think that just like helped us grow even more love for the sport. Like it was, it's fun. Like, what we we would we'd never just like go outside and like not do anything we we wouldn't want to do you know like so I think that was also the best part about playing those other sports it was just kind of like made you love the game even more so important to love it adds that creativity into it too which I know you have so much of in your game too um so let's talk a little bit more about what we used to do growing up together other than making lacrosse vines. Um, nobody needs to see those. Please don't dig through the archives for those. Um, anybody listening here, please don't try to find them. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure that we'll make some sort of TikTok soon about it. But, um, you know, what were some of your other hobbies growing up? Like, what do you, what do you love to do outside of lacrosse, outside of sports that just makes you who you are? Um, I mean, obviously we're big beach people. We, we love going to the beach. That's one of my favorite things to do in the summer. Um, other than sports, I'd say I really like to bake. That's always been one of my favorite things. I remember when we were little, I would force you to make like cooking videos with me, um, making chicken farm in the kitchen and I would have my hat on, take videos of it. <laughs> So baking, cooking, that's another thing I really like. Um, I like to read. It has to be like a, like a beachy romance novel. <laughs> Full on fiction only. Yep. <laughs> I don't like the whole mystery, any of that. But um, yeah, I like to read, I like to bake. Um, I enjoy art a lot. Um, in high school, I took a lot of art that was really fun haven't really been doing as much of it now but yeah those are a bunch of things I like to do 
Yeah, you definitely have been doing some art these days. That's a lie. It's just in the form of tie-dye and and special crafts and things like that. Um, <laughs> we've been tie-dyeing, well, you, I should say you, not we. You've been tie-dyeing almost everything in our uh, um, closet that's white these days. But I yeah. love it. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about how special for you. I mean, I know for me that it's been just like the best blessing I would say to be able to do everything together growing up not only like the social scene right like all of our friends are friends right um like I can come and hang out with your friends no problem you can come and hang out with my friends no problem um you know we played all of our sports growing up together like we talked about every single one from the beginning all the way through college we got to play for two years together at the highest level um and you know just like everything about that but talk about like what was special about that being able to to play everything with me but also what was what was hard definitely wasn't easy all the time right it's not easy to be able to to have to spend all all the time together the highs and the lows the mistakes the turnovers the um you know things that are difficult the other person's success while you're having a tough day um things like that like talk about how that was for you growing up yeah i mean like you said, it's definitely the biggest blessing to be able to have you not only just playing sports with me, but like being my best friend too. Um, just talking to Oakley. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think, you know, getting to play those sports together. Yeah. It's super fun, but not always, not always super easy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry guys. My dog was at ripping up my hand so I had to go get a treat but that's what she's laughing at <laughs> go ahead continue um I do I was thinking about this today though when I was thinking about playing like not only just playing lacrosse with you but playing like volleyball and basketball I remember that one year you took off of basketball and then you came back the next year and I was like no like I don't want her to come back like this is my sport <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I was like mad about it for like a week. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is fun. <laughs> Don't worry. I wasn't going to steal any of your points. If anybody knows anything about my basketball <laughs> statistics, it's that I had more fouls than, than points my senior year. So anyway, that's a, that's a real stat. I have the paper just in case anybody needs to know, but don't worry. I didn't steal your thunder, but go ahead. <laughs> you didn't. Um, but yeah, got playing lacrosse together was super fun. And then I think the whole having those two years in between us thing, it gave us both. I got two years at look at Islip, got to play by myself. You got two years at Stony Brook, got to play by yourself. So we had that, we had our own time. And then, you know, once I got to Stony Brook, I think it was just extra special that you were there and that I already knew all your friends and that I already had like a special place there because I already knew everybody. Um, so I felt more comfortable, I think. Um, but yeah, like you said, playing together, it's, it's all fun. And, you know, we're definitely, we were definitely there to help each other in practices and games, everything, like being with each other 24 seven, like, I, I don't know about you, but I enjoy that. <laughs> I know, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> you, can't, you what did I, I saw you like four times today, but I love it. I don't even live there anymore, but <laughs> that's just how we are. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you said it perfectly. I think that two-year gap, like gave us a little bit of time to grow as individuals, right. And just be able to like 
learn and like dip our toe in the water, you at, at, um, at Islip, me at Stony Brook. And then now, even now after me graduating Stony Brook, and now you're just getting to do your own thing at Stony Brook too. Um, it's such a cool thing to have that gap, but also still be able to have that connection. I think it makes the connection that much stronger. Um, like I know I cherish our two years together out on the field at Stony Brook. Like those are my, my best, my favorite two years of my career at Stony Brook for sure. Um, like easily. And, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> <Definitely. yeah>, all right. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, we did have like special team, a special team those two years too, but just, just that, like that connectivity and that closeness. Um, and what, I think it was an article back at Islip, right. That described, uh, us as, what was it? Telepathy <laughs> out on the field. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was a Newsday article or something, but they described it as us having telepathy out on the field because, you know, anytime that, you know, Taryn was half an inch open, I would throw her the ball and she'd be able to catch it and finish it and, and vice versa. You know, we just kind of like trust our, each other and know where each other were on the field. And we took that right into our time together on attack at Stony Brook and um, had some really, really special plays. But let's uh, turn it back to your journey on how you found Stony Brook. So this was actually a question that we had from one of our KO17 lacrosse girls, but it's also a question that um, I think is so important to your journey. Um, and ha you have a little fun fact in there for those who don't know, but how did you find your home at Stony Brook? How did that recruiting process go for you? Well, um, when I was first getting recruited, I'd say, what grade was that? 10th grade, 9th? 10th grade um you know I I wasn't getting recruited by like Kylie I wasn't getting recruited by the best teams you know like just um just so, not like UNC Maryland none of that but um a lot of my friends were committing to those schools so I kind of I think I kind of had that you know like I felt like I needed to commit right away um so the school that I was really interested with Towson um so I committed there. I was really excited about it, but that also happened to be Kylie's freshman year at Stony Brook. So, um, or the year after that, whichever one it was. Um, so once Kylie started playing at Stony Brook, I kind of just watched her develop as a player, being so close to home. I got to see her every weekend, go to every single game. My parents were at every single game. Um, kind of just ma made me realize, you know, I'm a homebody. Like, why aren't I going there? <laughs> like that. Um, so I kind of just realized I, I should probably um, switch. Um, so I decommitted from Towson, talked to Spelina. Um, the second I was on that campus, got the tour. I mean, I already knew about it, but um, you know, I just felt I felt comfortable there and just like really excited about. The vision that they had um getting to play with my sister was the icing on top so that's what my journey was about i committed to stony brook um i think it was spring of my 11th grade year so that was pretty late um but yeah so i ended up at stony brook and i think that was a really great decision that i made <laughs> i i would say so <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, it's such a cool story because like, there's a good lesson in there. Like you said, you felt almost like a little bit of pressure from everything going around on around you in the recruiting process. And oh boy. Um, <laughs> 
Oakley thinks so too, but you know, and you were, yeah, Oakley is your boy. Um, Godmother right here to Oakley man. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's a good lesson for those young players out there that are going to feel pressure from teammates that are committing before them. Like it's not a race. You know, it's, it's your own journey. Everybody's going to have their own time frame. Everybody's going to find their home at a different point in their lacrosse career. Um, and I think you're a perfect example of that. And um, I am so glad that you did end up at Stony Brook wearing the red and blue with us. Um, I'm so grateful for it for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So your time at Stony Brook. Oh, just kidding. I want to ask you one more piece of advice about your recruiting process. If you were talking to somebody who was your age when you were going through the recruiting process right now, you know, what would you, what kind of piece of advice would you give them as they're going through it right now? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I just touched upon that. Just take your time and um, don't let the pressure of the whole recruiting process get to you. I mean, like I said, I, I obviously didn't think about it at the time, like that this was like, that's why I was making my decision, but you know, all my friends were committing. I just, I think I just felt like I needed to pick something. Um, I'm sure I would have been really happy there, but um, I'm glad that I took more time and really thought about it. It's so I think everybody should just, you know, it's, it's based on your own timeline and what you want and, you know, just really feeling comfortable where you are, so. Perfectly said. Um, all right, getting to Stony Brook. You finally get there. I'm a junior. You're a little baby freshman, little sea pup is what we call our freshmen because we're the sea wolves. Put your wolves up. <laughs> Love it. Um, so talk about what that, this isn't on your notes, so I'm going to go rogue here. You know, I always do that. I apologize. But talk about your transition from a high school lacrosse player to a college lacrosse player, what was like biggest shock, biggest thing that was overwhelming or, and what came easy? Like what would be some advice that you would be giving someone who's going from that jump from high school to college? Yeah. I mean, the speed of the game is completely different. Um, so much faster once you get to college and, you know, it was, I think it was tough for me because I go from, losing a lot of games at Islip and being really the only one of the only people on the team that plays lacrosse all year round and like it's my favorite sport and stuff like that and then going to Stony Brook and it's everybody's favorite sport like this is all everybody thinks about um you know like I'm I'm not the best player anymore so it's definitely that that's very in your face right at the beginning um but I think something that coach always says you know just like operate with your eyes open when you first get there um these people have experience and like you should definitely be learning from them so I think that you know just listening to the other players that have that experience and just opening your eyes and watching everybody that's playing in the position that you want to be playing in um I think that's really important I love that you said that that the change of pace of play it's um, one of the major things that I see young girls like worried about is like, oh, how fast is it going to be? Is it going to be way different? Am I going to be able to handle it? Um, and the best thing that you said right there was like operating with your eyes open, right? And just kind of taking it all in as you go. 
Um, yes, you're going to be thrown into it, but you're thrown into a lot of things in life. And the fact that you can just like kind of just dive right in and just go head first, if you do it with your eyes open, you're going to be able to learn things from the people around you. Um, so it's really awesome that you were able to do that and be able to kind of like develop under the people around you's leadership. Um, so talk about some of your favorite moments in the Stony Brook uniform. Um, so let's, let's try a fun question here. There's whole bunch of different traditions that we've got going on in that locker room, pre-game, post-game, um, on trips in the hotel rooms, things along those lines, like a lot of weird stuff going on, but a lot of really exciting stuff going on. And now that, and you'll recognize this as well too, when you're finally done, but now that I'm, I've graduated and I've moved on, like the little things and those little traditions are the things that you miss the most. Like, okay, for example, Sorry, I'm going to steal this before I ask you what your favorite tradition is that stands out the most. But today I was doing a Peloton ride and one of the songs that came on on the the playlist that the woman was um, the woman had going was uh, Come Baby Come, the one that Chen's and Casey Mitchell would dance to in the locker room before every single game. And it would just get so weird and fun and exciting. And the whole place would get really loose and really into it. And the song came on in the middle of the workout today for me. And I literally, I sent Chen's and Casey a message. And I was like, I'm crying on the bike right now. <laughs> like I'm literally crying tears of joy and missing this and, and this moment and everything. It just took me right back. So what are some of those for you? Hmm. There's so many that I could think of. Um, I'd say one of my favorites is definitely after the games. I'm sure, sure people have seen videos of this, but when we win our games and we, we all get in that huddle and we sing because that's our song. And um, that's definitely really special because that's been going on. I don't know. Did that start when I, my freshman year? I don't know. Yeah. Started our um, year freshman year. Yeah. So I think it, that's when it just started. So that's really special. Um, I love nothing better than after a home game and we all take our time to get out the game and we just go outside and all of our parents are just waiting for us. Um, that's always special too. Uh, hmm. Away trips, always get chicken parm for dinner the night before a game, always. You do. That's a, that's a personal thing, right? That's a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you can't go wrong with chicken parm. Come on. No, especially not with some pasta on the side. That's the best part. <laughs> no. We're always at Italian restaurants, right? We always go always. to Italian restaurants. So that's literally always your order. <laughs> I like get nervous when we don't go to an Italian restaurant because I don't know what to get. <laughs> superstitions. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that. You got any superstitions other than that before, prior to games? Um... I have to wear my white Nike headband. I think that's the only one I really have. That's important. Got to get that swag going, right? Look good, feel good, play good. Yeah, we were we were doing the um the inner squad scrimmage in October and I didn't even realize like till the day of I was like where's oh, no. my white headband and I had to go to Dicks and buy one. <laughs> no way. For you the inner squad that. scrimmage. <laughs> Well, this is important. The whole like lacrosse world was watching that. So I, I like felt so uncomfortable without it. I needed it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a real game without it. That's amazing. I know. 
Yeah, that's me and my eye black. I feel you. <laughs> Same deal. White headband for T.O. <laughs> All right. So um, last question here in this kind of like category, but what I know you mentioned it in the beginning that you obviously always chasing a na na national championship, things that we haven't been able to do yet. So setting our sights really high and I have all the faith in the world and you guys, I'll be cheering on for sure. But what do you hope to accomplish in 2021, especially like after the hardships that came with this past year and are still continuing? I mean, hmm, 2021, um, we want that national championship. We really want it. Um, I know it's gonna be a different type of season. Um, we might not get all the games in that we want to get in and stuff like that, but um, there's always that possibility that we can make it far in the NCAAs, and I think that this year is going to be really special for us. Um, like I also said in the beginning that, you know, I was granted with the second chance, um, so I kind of want to take as much advantage of that as possible, um, be as positive as I can every day in practice, and just, like, take all the little things in because – you know, I thought last year was going to be my last year and I get this extra chance. So um, just want to make the best of it. That's the beauty about second chances. I'm excited for you. I think it's uh, it's coming home to, to Kenny P in 2021. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to watch you guys play. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to put my eye black on just to watch. And I know that I'm not going to be able to like be there in person because of COVID rules, but like, I'm going to be sitting at my computer like this. watching. everybody is going to be like, <laughs> what's happening? I'm going to be like, go Taryn, go Taryn, go Taryn, pass, pass it to Allie, pass it to Raina, pass it to Shiv. Like, <laughs> that's it's just what I'm so just going to So weird, like people not being in the, in the stands. Is that what you think you're going to miss the most about like this upcoming year and all the different, like, let's be honest. I mean, it's, it's really definitely not going to be the same right and it's not going to be the same on any level just like it has been this entire year and I think the fact that we're still continuing to push through and trying to make it as normal as possible um what would you say is like I know like you're staying positive through everything but what would you say is like the one thing you're going to miss um that's going to be a little bit different this year hmm I mean yeah definitely I mean having everybody in the stands like the whole point of one of one of the points of going to Stony Brook is so that everybody in our family can come and watch. And, you know, I'm the type of person where I'm on the field and I know where everybody's sitting in the stands. I know where my mom is. I know where my dad is. Like, I can't feel comfortable until I know like where they are and like that they're, that they're all watching me. So like stuff like that. Um, and then I'd say another thing is just like the relationships, like with the new freshmen, um, definitely different. Mm -hmm. we don't really get to spend as much time with everybody it's kind of we go to practice and then everybody stay away from each other just least possible exposure from people as we could get so um that's definitely difficult because I feel like we're not going to be able to spend as much time with everybody on the road for road trips and stuff like that so um that'll probably be different but we'll, like I said we'll make the best of it <laughs> Yeah, you guys will definitely um, make up for that that lost time on the field. I know that's something special that goes on at those practices and, you know, pregame and warmups and, you know, on the field, like the, the sideline is just always rocking. So, um, you know, those special moments will definitely make up for all of that for sure this year. Um, all right. So let's talk about some of the hard stuff. 
the hard stuff to talk about, but also the stuff that you've overcome, which makes it so special to be able to talk about, um, you know, just kind of being able to talk about a couple different things, right? Mental health, tearing your ACL in 2018, um, your hearing loss, right? A whole bunch of things going on with you that nobody probably even knew that are listening to this right now. I saw, I just saw a couple faces go, wait, what? Right. Or uh, what? She's, she's, um, she's dealing with what? Right. And nobody knows because you're so strong about it and you're so, um, resilient. Oh my goodness. Whoever was trying to reach out to me, it's a terrible time right now. Um, <laughs> ding, 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 but ding, ding, ding. They're correct. My sister is strong. She's resilient. She's, um, she's all of the things and we can learn a whole bunch of things from you. So let's talk about ACL 2018. What was that? Like, talk us through the story of it. What was that moment like? And what was like right afterwards, like for you? And then talk about the journey back. What were some of the things that you learned from that? Um, yeah, so I was a sophomore. Um, we made it to the NCAA tournament. We won the America East game. Um, and then played our first game against Penn at home. Um, I think it happened like within the first like 10 minutes, honestly. Um, I, I went and did a dodge that I normally probably wouldn't do. I don't, I don't really know why I did it. Um, I tried to go underneath my girl and it wasn't even contact. Um, I just kind of twisted my leg and I just felt like it popped. I, just, I, knew, I knew something was wrong with it. I really didn't. I didn't want to think it was true, but um, I got up and I just felt like my, my leg was just like unstable, like something like that. Um, so I got off the field. We had, we had the doctor at the field for, since it was a playoff game anyway. Um, he did all the ACL tests. Um, he was just like, all right, you can't go back in. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, they didn't tell me really anything then. Um, I had to get the MRI the next day and I went to the training room and the doctor called us right away and said, you, you tore your ACL and your meniscus. Um, and obviously you're not gonna be able to play in the next playoff game. Um, so you're gonna have to have surgery and that's it. Um, and honestly, I was kind of shocked because I, I don't know, for people who've never had the ACL, it was, my leg felt unstable, but it didn't hurt like at all. It wasn't swollen. It, it wasn't painful. Um, it was just uncomfortable. Um, so that's why I was a little surprised at the news. And then, you know, after that we had to, we won that, our first playoff game and we went to Boston college to play in the elite eight. And, you know, before I don't, I didn't sit out of any games that year. So, um, I was just kind of the whole week of practice. I was just like, all right, like normal week of practice, like it's fine. And then once we got to the game, it was kind of like, I was just watching them warm up and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to pl not play in this game right now. Like, this is crazy. Um, yeah. And it kind of hit me then like, wow, I can't be a part of this. Um, if we win, if we lose anything, like I'm not a part of this game. Um, and then we, we ended up losing that game, which was really sad. Um, it was Kylie's last game playing with her. So that was even worse for me because I've been playing her. Um, yeah, after that, I 
took the whole su summer and got, got my surgery, um, rehabbed all summer long, had to bring crutches to the beach, like <laughs> um, stuff like that. But, you know, I was fortunate to be around people that have been through this before. Um, like Brooke, she's here right now. Um, <laughs> Brooke helped me through this, a bunch of people. I was also my, one of my roommates, she tore ACL three days after me. So we were all in it together. Um, so that support system was really good. I mean, it was definitely, it's definitely a tough rehab process. Um, just feels like you're kind of learning how to walk again and learning how to run again. And it, and it takes a while. Um, so it's definitely pretty stressful for me, not not knowing if I'll be able to play the next season. Uh, how long will it take me to get back? I didn't get to play in fall ball, which was really upsetting because we had all these new faces. And I was like, what if am I not going to be able to play and stuff like that? Um, so, yeah, that was it was pretty tough on me, but I was fortunate to have it in a time where it gave me exactly eight months until the next season. And I was good to play right in the beginning of the next season. So that was really good. Yeah, that was definitely an unfortunate timing of things. Um, I wish that we were able to be out there on the field together for my last game, but I'm confident that we are going to have some more special moments in our future. Even if it's, if it's playing together, if it's not, we're gonna have some more special moments in our future that are going to make up for that. Um, and like you said, I think, um, one of the best things that you can tell people about a rehab process or about injuries and coming back from them is exactly what you said. And that's to lean on the people around you, the circle around you, the people like your support system that are there, whether they've been through it or they haven't, but, um, knowing that you're not alone and leaning on those people in those tough times are what's going to get you through. Um, so I am so glad that you were able to, to take that from a really, really low point and then be able to get back out on the field and do special things. Um, <laughs> so more adversity for you because you're just the absolute best and you crush all things that come your way. Um, let this just be known, right? Like Taryn is someone who has faced a lot in her life um, and she's just like the happiest. Hey, Oakley, I know we're talking about Taryn, your favorite aunt. Um, she's just the happiest most outgoing, most loving human there is, most positive person there is. Um, and that's just such a really great trait to have in the face of adversity. And I think that's what's really gotten you through. Um, so can you talk about a little bit from your point of view, Ty, like the importance of, like, like I said about our inner circle, not only a thing for physical rehab, but also mental health, right? And things that are going on up here, struggles that we're having, um, whether it's anxiety, whether it's, um, not feeling like ourselves, whether it's, you know, not feeling at our best, how important is it to talk to your inner circle about things like that, um, and involve the people around you and just kind of talk on that for me. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I definitely deal with a lot of those things. Um, I, I get a lot of anxiety when it comes to, you know, lacrosse and everything. Um, so being able to talk to people about it, that's something that I've been pretty good about. Um, I'm good about just telling people my problems and people listening to me. I have a bunch of people that 
will listen to me night and day, which is really good. Um, so I think it's special to be able to find those people that you can trust and, you know, they don't have to, you don't have to talk about what you're feeling anxiety about. You can talk about anything else, just something to get your mind off of what's going on. Um, so I think that's really definitely what's helped me a lot. Um, even like with practice, like when Kylie was coaching, I would have a rough day of practice and, you know, there was just one thing that would stick out to me that, why did I do that wrong? What, what did I do wrong there? And, you know, just getting that feedback and being able to talk to Kylie about it. And she's, she telling me what I could have done better or going and talk to my coaches about like how I felt about it or just finding different things, um, you know, that how you cope with stuff like that. Um, like just th not being able, to, not having to think about that certain play all night until tomorrow, the next practice, just thinking like having things to get your mind off of stuff like that is really, has really been helpful for me. So can I ask, other than talking to the people around you and getting feedback and getting advice and getting reassurance, what are some of those things that take your mind off of lacrosse for you? Um, whether it's like you said, reading a good romance novel or watching The Bachelor or like what, what would be some of those things that, that take your mind off of it when you know you're having a tough day? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's definitely, for me, it's, it's hard because we, we practice basically every single day. So I'm worrying, sometimes I worry about one thing one day going into the next day. So um, what I found at school is like the easiest for me to kind of get my mind off of it. I love cooking. So whatever I'm making for dinner that night is that's my time to just like not thinking about anything, just think about what I'm making for dinner and stuff like that, you know, planning different things out that will make me feel better going in the sunset with my friends, going on a walk, go, reading a book, like you said, maybe taking out my coloring book, like anything. <laughs> Not the good old coloring book. Yeah, I have a couple <laughs> stored in my desk. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so any, anything just to keep my mind in different places, it's always been pretty good for my mental health. And like I said, being able to talk to people about it is always helpful because, you know, I, like you say, me, me and you are on totally opposite spectrums. Like I, will tell anyone anything how I'm feeling, but Kylie will keep it in. And once she's, once she talks to me about it, she feels better. So. <laughs> oh, so I need to learn. I do need to learn a lot of things from Tyron, but I do definitely need to learn that as well. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You guys. I mean, I, I wish that there's a lot of traits that Taryn has. Like I said before, she's my younger sister. <laughs> she's my younger sister, but I look up to her in so many different ways. And that's most definitely one of them. Um, is her ability to, if something's bothering her, she's got to tell somebody about it. Um, and it's something that I admire because that's, that's not me. If something's bothering me, I let it seep, sit way deep <laughs> inside me. And then it eats me alive for weeks on end. And, um, until I finally just combust and I have to, I have to tell somebody. Um, but at that point it's usually too late. I'm just a mess. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those traits that Taryn, you know, shows a lot of resilience and, and strength and courage to be able to to say things that she's sometimes not comfortable saying, sometimes embarrassed to say, like those are the things that we need to let out to our people, um, you know, and, and be able to trust them because they are our people um, for a reason. 
Um, so I think that's just such really, really great advice, Ta. And I will definitely, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. I promise. <laughs> okay. <For you. laughs> I know you're here for me. I'll let, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, I'll widen my list as we go, but um, okay. So last but not least, and then we'll get into some happy stuff, but I think um, something that you mentioned right before this episode as well, that a lot of people don't know about you um, is that you have a hearing deficiency. How does that affect who you are as a person and as an athlete? Well, (laughs) (laughs) so I've always had a little bit of hearing loss, but it's gotten a little worse over the years. Um, Once I got to college, I think it was sophomore year, I had to get hearing aids. Um, So that was, that was really hard for me, I think. Uh, (laughs) What do you, what? I'm sorry, it's not you. It's Oakley running up and down my stairs. I thought he was going <laughs> to jump from the 12th stair onto my face. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Um, where was I? Yeah, so I had to get hearing aids, um, which was really hard for me to hear because when I think of people with hearing aids, I think of older people who can't hear and stuff like that. So that was really difficult for me to get used to. Um, it's not really something I still like, I'm totally open about telling people about. Um, and even in the first couple of years, I never even put them on to play lacrosse um, just because I was nervous about it. I didn't want people to see them and stuff like that. Um, and, but after a while, it got to the point where coach was yelling my name and I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely tough to get used to. Now I'm a little more open about talking about it. Um, just because it's like that norm about, you know, like I said, the norm that, you know, people my age shouldn't be wearing hearing aids. But I think that's just something different and special about me that like people, like you said, people don't know. And um, it's just like makes me a little stronger, I think, just like being able to like deal with something like that, I guess. Absolutely. Listen, I don't think I could do it. So, um, it definitely, (laughs) it definitely makes you who you are, um, and in a good way. Right. And I think it's really brave of you to come on here and talk about it too. Cause I mean, I know you better than anybody knows you. And I know that you don't talk about that that much. So when you texted me before this and you said, you can ask me about it if you want (laughs) exactly what you were talking about. So, um, one, I'm proud of you. And two, um, I'm very, very glad that you're able to talk about it because you never know there might be someone out there listening to this who's even younger than you or your age who are, is going through something similar um, and just hearing you say like, hey, I got to wear hearing aids. I'm going to play lacrosse. I'm going to be a badass about it. I don't care what anybody has to say. Um, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be stronger for it. That's going to be really helpful to some younger girl out there. So keep rocking to one. Proud of you. Um, all right. So what is just throwing it right out there? What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Well, big oh question. My gosh, I was thinking about this all day and I didn't find an answer to it <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that mom just came on because we were, <laughs> we were laughing about how every, before every single game I ever play, 
have ever played. She texts me or says to me, good luck, play hard, have fun. That's it. <laughs> best advice you've ever received right there. That's best advice I'd say. But le- let's be honest, like, cause first of all, she does that to me too, right? <laughs> like, so we get that text message before we play and we get the text message every morning about sanitizing our hands and having a lovely day. But um, <laughs> those are the messages that we definitely both get. <laughs> We're getting some laughs here and I love it. But um, <laughs> so it's great advice. If you think about it, it's simple advice. Good luck, right? Everybody needs good luck when we go out there. We all say it to each other. Have fun and play hard right? You want to leave 110% effort out on the field. You want to have no regrets every game, every time you step out on, on the field. And like you mentioned before, I think like what you said at the very, very beginning of this episode was like your ultimate goal is to have fun with the game. And it always has been. Um, so, you know, funny text messages from mom turn into the most simple, but best advice that Tyron's ever received. I love to hear it. Mom, shout out. She left, but um, I'd say I'd say having having fun is the most important, though, because like you said, as the pressure comes on, I think you gotta think about having fun. Okay. Hello, everyone. He's Everyone's back. on the Zoom call. This is my fur child <laughs> who's <running laughs> up and up and down the stairs, being not very nice because I think he hears Taryn and he knows who Taryn is. Um, because Taryn spends a lot of time. I'm his favorite person. Oh, all right. I think that's biased, but um, all right. So what is one of your, so we get advice from mom and from the people around us, right? What is one of your favorite quotes that you would pass on to someone who's in need of a little inspiration? Well, I was thinking about this one too. Um, When I was going through my ACL rehab, i don't I don't remember where I found this it might have been on Twitter and anything but um I saw a quote that said grow through what you go through which I thought was really cool um just because it's you can go through a lot but and you could be negative about it or anything but I think you know like facing that adversity and coming out the other side of it better is even more like important I think so you know, just getting through all those injuries or, you know, the, all the stuff in our head, um, coming out the other side and growing through it and making you a better person, I think is the best part of all that. Is that the quote with the sunflower on it? Mm-hmm. I remember it. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. We got a couple questions from KO17 Lacrosse here. Um, and then we got our quick finishes round. Um, so one of our questions was if one play from your Stony Brook career stuck out in your head, what would it be? Or one win, one moment on the field, what would that moment be? Um, for some, for me and Ky- like getting to play with Kylie, my, the game that always stands out to me is the Hopkins game. At Hopkins? Yeah, like, at Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, I think we both were just having so much fun. Like it wasn't even like, it wasn't like stressful or anything. Like Kylie had the flu that day, like, and we both just like went out there and just having so much fun. And I think that's one really special one to think about. I'll, I'll never forget that game. It was just like a really good time. <laughs> I I remember that game too. I think you were having more fun than I was just for 
just because I did have the flu, but, um, <laughs> but it was like, I remember, it. I remember like, you're trying to describe like a vibe kind of. And like, I think some of sometimes like, especially at that level, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform right. And win for your team and do everything possible to make sure that your team wins. And that that's a lot of pressure on your own shoulders. Um, and sometimes that, that pressure turns negative and then you, you know, you don't perform the way you want to. And the first advice that you always get is to loosen up and let the game come and um, have fun with it and all those things. Right. And which is way easier said than done. But when you are feeling it and when you're kind of just like feeling good out there and you're just feeling the vibe of it and you're just playing, even a mistake looks kind of pretty like those kind of games. Um, that was definitely one of those games for, for both you and I, and I can kind of just like picture like being out <laughs> too. Like there were, I remember there was like a couple plays where you were not open at all. And I was just tossing you the ball. Like I was just chucking it through like three people and you'd be like, all right, cool. Catch my top corner. And I'd be like, what is going on? But this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, uh, that, there's that one video of you rolling onto the floor, like catching the ball and shooting behind the back. And like, it's just because I, I basically like rolled you the ball. Like it was <laughs> it wasn't even like a throw like <laughs> we were just like trying to make each other look bad but we ended up making each other look good instead yeah but what's cool about that just to go back to that point of having fun like obviously we're laughing about it now and having a ton of fun like thinking back to it but like that's how we felt out on the field and a lot of times that's how we felt in our ISO games together too right like we would just be like tossing the ball back and forth up the field like oh my goodness, Taryn just hit that behind the back shot. Like that was so cool. Um, and it just goes all the way back into like what we would, we always joke about this, but there was one day we were in our backyard. <laughs> You're like, don't tell it. Don't tell the story. <laughs> in our backyard. And we were literally just running in a circle. The radius or the diameter of the circle was maybe 10 feet. We were very close to each other. And we were just running in a circle around our backyard, just throwing behind the backs to each other. <laughs> like we're doing it right now, just behind the back passes to each other as we're running in a circle in our backyard. If someone looked into our backyard, they'd probably be like, what, like, what is going on over there in the old Miller household? But it, it's funny because like we ended up, we'd, we'd do it on the field out at Stony Brook. We'd do it out on the field and I slip and like, I, we always say it when we're teaching younger girls, but those opportunities present themselves for the fun stuff that you work on in your backyard to be able to show. Um, and then to be able to make those really fun highlights and really fun moments for you to look back on the way that we are right now. <laughs> back. Um, all right. Our next question from KO17 Lacrosse. What is one of your favorite experiences from, K from lacrosse in general? your entire lacrosse journey what is one of your favorite experiences oh my goodness yep whoa I don't think I have one extra special one but I would say taking me back to my yellow jackets days um I had the most extra special group of friends from that from that yellow jackets team um and I think just like thinking about all the fun times we had together, like I would spend more time with them than I would with my friends from, from home. Like I would make mom drive me all the way out to Mattatuck to hang out with Katie, like stuff like that. Um, I think those experiences just like made the cross even more fun. Um, so I think 
those Yellow Jackets tournaments, like waking up early, driving to Maryland, everything was just, you know, just molded me into the lacrosse player I am, just like made me want to play even more. I love that you brought it back there. Those moments are so, so special. And I know a lot of our listeners right now are in those moments right now. So make sure you, uh, another mom quote here, mom, we're throwing you a lot of love here today, but stop and smell the roses while you're there, girls. Goes back real quick. Um, all right. Awesome answers, Ta. Now we're going to put you to the test with some quick finishes. And no, not the ones right on the crease with your sick quick finishes, but <laughs> bad jokes. They're here. I'm here for them all day. Um, all right. You ready? Quick finishes. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. At a girl. My necklace says tacos. You put that on on purpose. I did because I knew what you were gonna say. You have a sweat. You have a sweatshirt that says tacos. So <laughs> why didn't you wear that? Is the real question. I forgot about it. <laughs> All right. Favorite dessert to eat. You know, this was really tough for me to think about, but I'm gonna go with mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay. Favorite dessert to make. Another tough one, but. I'm going to go with my special fudge because everybody loves it so much and it's so simple to make and I will never give anyone the recipe. Okay. Okay. I'm going to post the recipe on my Instagram. You um, don't know it. <laughs> right. I, I don't know it. I just eat it. Um, okay. If you didn't play lacrosse, what sport would you want to play right now in college? Basketball, 100%. Buckets. <laughs> All right. One thing on your bucket list. Um, I would say I have two things I thought about today. Okay. I would like to go somewhere tropical where I could swim with dolphins. When was the last time you did that? We did that on my sixth birthday in Disney. So I am 16 years older so I'd like to do that again <laughs> you're 16 years past for your next dolphin experience okay and my second thing on my bucket list is I've always wanted to work in a bakery Ooh. how many people here would go to Taryn's bakery if she opened a bakery yeah, we got all sorts of hands up on this call right now. And I know that we got some hands going to whoever's listening to this on their drive um, <laughs> as they're listening to it as a podcast. I mean, my hands up for sure. I also get to taste test absolutely everything. So <laughs> definitely want to go to that bakery. All right. One band or artist concert, concert that you'd want to see right now. I'm going to go with Luke Combs. Oh, that's your guy right now. You're loving all his new stuff, right? I could belt out a couple songs. Can can you right now? Just no, for okay. I, I already embarrassed myself at, in an interview at school doing that. So no. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to get the footage of that. That's another thing I'll have to post on my Instagram instead of the fudge recipe. Um, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> Best place that you've traveled to. Um I will say I went to Italy in my senior year of high school with the Italian, the, the foreign language honor society. So that was really cool. 
I would like to go there again, though. I'd like to come with you, if you'll have me. Okay, we can okay. do that. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, favorite movie? She's the man, always. <laughs> Give us a quote. She's the man. Yes, I am. Not even a quote. That's just a song. I, I, I couldn't think of something. Uh, high five. Nice. nice. <laughs> yes, good one. Um, all right, your spirit animal. Oh, I forgot to think about this one. Yeah, this is a tough one. Gotta be a sea, a sea creature. So I'm gonna go with... Like a sea lion? No, like... No, mm, I can see. I, you. I just I love dolphins, so uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's my spirit. <laughs> don't dolphins talk in? What are they talking? Is it? It's not telepathy, but it's some sort of uh, sound waves or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that works for you. I like it. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> you also like to anytime you're in a pool or in the ocean do weird stuff with the waves and jump around and splash so it's perfect there you are all right last but not least one weird thing about you that no one maybe only i know uh, we're learning so much these are tough questions i know why are these harder than the other questions <laughs> yeah right we get <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that someone turns them about, around back on me because I have no idea. And like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep firing them out to people and see see what happens. Uh, I have some weird stuff. Well, I know you have some weird stuff. Weird things. Like a fun fact. If you were at like a camp or a clinic right now and somebody asked you what your fun fact would be. I usually say I can't hear you. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> What about uh, well, the fact that you know some sign language? I did teach myself some sign language, but I don't really remember it anymore. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna put that back on the bucket list too. Yeah, um, my favorite color is orange. That's a good one. There it is. Nice. Okay, um, that wraps up all of my questions that were really hard for you, um, but <laughs> they were hard. But they're they're quick finishes, but they're not so quick. It's okay. You're not the only guest um, that it's not really quick. It's it's just to get to know you, you know? Um, yeah. I always learn so much too. So um, I just want to say before we wrap up a quick thank you for just being your absolute most genuine self on this. Um, like I said before, quickly, I think that anybody who listens to this is going to take at least one piece of something from you today um, and be able to take it into their own lives. You know, whether it's the positivity, whether it's, you know, nothing that you uh, are challenged with or any obstacles that stand in your way, nothing's too big for you not to, to um, get past uh, with a little bit of, of strength and leaning on the people around you and um, positivity, smiling through it like you always do, laughing through it um, and just being your absolute self. So thank you, Ta, for being you, being the best little sister, best friend role model, um, all the things. And thank you for making me tear up at the very beginning of this. I'm going to tear up right now at the very end as well, but I'm so proud of you. Um, I always will be, I always have been, and I can't wait for everybody listening to watch you absolutely dominate in 2021, um, with Stony Brook. 
take home that natty for us all right i love you i love you and i wanted to say thank you for being the best role model ever not only to me but to all these little girls too i know everybody looks up to you um and i just i don't know if i've ever told you how grateful i am for you so i love you and thank you for everything isn't that special Oh, we're the sweet, sweet sisters, aren't we? That's what our friend Brooke Gubatosi calls us. The sweet, sweet sisters. Yep, and she, she's one of them. Brooke. <laughs> oh, Oakley's saying goodbye, and we love you all. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and for hanging out with us. Uh, Old Miller Sister Edition, Dream On. I will see you guys again soon. Thanks, Ty. Love you. Love you. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>